Blog Talk Radio. Girl, these guys, it's another Manic Monday, March 14, 2016. We're just a couple weeks shy of my birthday. So, tonight, I just really wanted to focus on the usual ratchet shit that I speak about. Um, and it's about, um, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet because I've learned that today is taking BJ Day, which I had no idea what the fuck that was. And so, I, of course, logged on to the internet. The internet. And found out it's 30 days after Valentine's Day where guys feel like they should get steak in a BJ. But like I posted on my Instagram page, and if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, I'm at miss.d.scott. Or on my Twitter, at dmsst93, Facebook for friends and family only. Um, I said, I'm going to tell y'all like the men's told us. They said, hey, they supposed to be doing that every day. So ain't nobody getting no steak in BJ day. So I want to talk about... This week's ratchetness with um, the fact when my little baby girls um, came to me, little little Shantan, and, and we were laughing because we were talking about Ryan Henry Tattoo, um, who is one of the stars of Black Ink. He's actually the owner of Nine Mag. He actually just did a very poignant interview with um, Sway Calloway. Um, and if you guys aren't following Ryan, he's an amazing tattoo artist based out of Chicago. Um, I would take my people to him if we ever make it to Chicago, but he does private appointment only. You can't just walk up in there. Um, but you can follow him at Ryan Henry Tattoo, and he's at Black Ink Chicago, not the one in New York. And so we saw this dude, and I was like, oh, my God, he looks just like Ryan. So my little young girl was like, yeah, the great value version. And it took just about everything that I had in me not to laugh in this man's face because I mean, down to the hair, down to, I mean, the skin tone, you know, that nice cinnamon color. And I was weak. And then I was like, what the fuck does she mean the great value version? So there's like all these memes that are going around right now about, you know, doesn't Ashanti and Ja Rule look like the great value version of Beyonce and Jay-Z? So I'm like, y'all dead ass wrong for that. So the other ratchetness that I saw this week that I wanted to discuss briefly because I'm on location and I'll be out of town this weekend and you guys will see where I'm posting from next week for Manic Monday and Tell the Truth Tuesday is um, I, I keep seeing, you know, well, first of all, they're saying Black China's pregnant, which who gives a fuck about that? I also actually saw something that Amber Rose did because I have to catch up on all my ratchetness. Amber Rose actually um, made a statement to Bette Midler 
um, defending Kim Kardashian, saying, you know, here's a, a woman, a mother of two, you know, that is, you know, putting her body out there and saying that, you know, she's beautiful and this, that, and the third, and you of all people, Bette Midler, should be talking about that, you know, as far as you've come, and, you know, it's it's not right to be, you know, body shaming people and sweat shaming people, and I've come to the conclusion that I think that we as women, we beat each other up a lot. And I know that I'm guilty of that as well because I'll call a bitch a hoe, a slut, or whatever, be like, stop being a whore in 2.5 seconds. However, there was something that um, really spoke to me this week, and I wanted to say something about it. I saw Chris Cavallari, who is a friend of my my good juju, uh, Chris Chris Classic. You guys know I talk about Chris Classic all the time. Shout out to him. He has um, some wonderful music coming out. If you guys aren't following him, you need to go follow him at underscore Chris Classic. Yes, this is a show that's going to be about a bunch of shout outs because I'm sitting here drinking out my Ace of Spades goblet on Steak and BJ Day. So something that I saw that kind of pissed me off was the fact that there's all these websites out about women with like stretch marks and women with these long ass titties, which I'm very offended by women with long ass titties just because I had a mother that was like, wear a fucking extra small sports bra while you're pregnant and pull your titties up. Like that's just like my biggest, like one of my biggest with women pet peeve besides ugly feet, which my feet are not the best. You can check them out. They're <laughs> they're on my Instagram admins.d.scott, but you know, I'm a runner and I've been running for probably 25 years now, more than that, probably 28 years I've been running. So I saw something that was quite disturbing because I get a lot of flack if I post a bikini picture, if I post a picture in my thong, which I'm very excited about my booty because I just got it. When I say I just got it, it means like I just been squatting my ass off. I just been, you know, doing lunges and doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing naturally. I don't have Botox. I don't have any veneers at this time. You know, I don't have any of that. So unfortunately, I saw this page where people were going on there saying, yeah, you know, the sign of a real woman is stretch marks and things like that. And I don't like the verbiage because I am a writer. I don't like the verbiage of that because you're suggesting that because I don't have stretch marks and I don't, not one, not a motherfucking one. My mother didn't have them. My grandmother didn't have them. My great, great grandmother didn't have them. And they were tiny women. Um, but we also had difficulty birthing. So I ended up having to deliver my son cesarean. And I also saw some information that was saying, you know, a real woman pushed her baby out. She didn't lay in the hospital because now you can elect to, you know, quote unquote, cosmetically have your baby. You pick your baby's birth date, which I picked mine, but my son was almost nine pounds. You know, my ex-husband, six foot five, 200, and he'll claim he won 280, but he really was. And I'm five foot six at the time, 140 right now. I'm five, six, 150. So 10 pounds and 10 years ain't that bad. So for me, you know, to see these conflicting things about people saying like, you can't be a mother unless you're this, or you don't know about this unless you're a mother. Let me tell you something. You, you know, I see so many people that have children that are not mothers. You know, I see children, you know, children that are being raised by aunties that are being raised by grandparents and things like that, that, you know what I'm saying? That's not your mother, but they still chose to nurture that child in the best way possible. I see women all the time give birth without having to get stretch marks or whatever, but it's a genetic thing. So I don't like the fact that we as women are beating up on other women, like forget the fat shaming and the slut shaming. We're beating up on other women saying that, oh, because you didn't give birth, you're not a mother. So what about the adoptive parents? You know, oh, because you don't have stretch marks, you don't know the struggle. No, motherfucker, I knew cocoa butter. 
That's who I knew. And I knew who my ancestors were, and they didn't get no goddamn stretch marks, so I ain't going to get them either. You understand what I'm saying? It's a genetic thing. You know, I had to have a C-section, so somehow that makes you better than me because you got ripped wide open to give birth, and I didn't. I wasn't able to do that. I was not able, and they're saying, like, oh, you know, if you never had to push the baby out, then you don't know the joy of his mother love. Are you out, are you out of your fucking mind? You know what I'm saying? My baby cries, I cry. You know, my son was one of the only kids in the nursery, like, in the history of fucking ever that because we were so close, because I talked to him, you know, while he was in utero, and I played music to him. My mom would send me little earphones to put around my belly that he was very clear what the sound of my voice was like and what the sound of his father's voice was like. So when they tried to put him in the baby nursery because he came out C-section and they put him in there, he was completely healthy, no jaundice, no nothing. And he just cried all night. And they said, normally we don't do this, but we need to bring the baby in with you so that you can nurse. I didn't have these horror stories like, you know, everyone else did about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Them tiggo bitties that y'all be seeing, those are breastfeeding breasts. And there is no reason for them to have been laying down and sagging on the ground. My mama said, forget all of them. You know, um, those bras that, you know, you pull the strap down, the nursing bras. My mom said, get you a sports bra, pull that joint up, pull it down, and make sure it's the exercise too small. My mother believed in the old school mummy wrap, where after you had the baby, you wrap yourself up. Make sure that everything go back where it's supposed to be. And then look, you know, 20, 30 years later, now everyone is selling these wraps online and all this other shit when basically it was just fucking ace bandages and shit that you would just keep like that. And that goes back to Egyptian times. So I was just very fortunate that I had a mother that was very supportive and was very knowledgeable. I mean, my mother had four of her own children. Um, So for us as women to tear each other down and say that you're not a parent because of this or you don't know the struggle because of that, I think it's wrong because you don't know the struggle of what it's like to have to be strapped to a table and you can't hold your baby when it's first born because you're strapped to a table and they've ripped all your intestines and all your inner organs out to get a baby out so that it can live. So I don't think that just because I didn't push a baby out doesn't mean that I'm any less a mother. You know, and and a C-section, listen, I would have traded pushing them out in 2.5 seconds then you know to have to go through the pain of six weeks later and eight weeks later and 10 weeks later and still 10 years later rubbing up against that small incision and I was very fortunate because I got what's called a bikini cut which means that they went below my bikini line so I didn't get cut up like you know a ripped up teddy bear like they used to do back in the day you know thank god and um, I have one of the best doctors in, you know, in Florida deliver my child. So it's just unfortunate that we as women tear each other down and say those types of things and then turn around and say, well, you're not really a mom because of this or you're not really a mom because of that. So then I get on and I watch, of course, my daily dose of Housewives of Atlanta. And, you know, I love Kenya in love because it takes the edge off, <laughs> you know, so that's what I said. I said, right now, I'm, you know, it's Manic Monday. I'm chilling with my ace, meaning, you know, my, my cup. And um, I watched where Peter Thomas, Papa Smurf, took them all to Jamaica. And, you know, you see a lot of the couples getting back together and you see Bob and Sheree. And the funny thing about that situation is something similar happened with my ex-husband and I, where we ended up not getting back together like that, but we were contemplating and and entertaining the idea of trying to get it together for the sake of the child after we were divorced, after all the anger was out and he had been out in the streets and, you know, I had been dating people. We entertained it. It did not work, you know, it failed, but, you know, we did what we needed to do for the sake of the child. So as I'm watching this, I'm very excited that Porsche is embracing the Latin side of men because it is a very different, I think, connection you know, having only dated, you know, Latina or black men, I've not been to the other side yet, but I might, I might, I just might. 
And, um, you know, it was very disheartening to watch um, Kim Kim Fields defend rumors against the fact that her husband is gay. And, I mean, I know that we laugh about that, but it's not fucking funny, especially not when black women are the number one new newest cases of AIDS in the United States of America. And so, you know, my I get tested every year whether I have sex that year or not. You know what I mean? Because that's just what I need to do to make sure that my partner and I are safe and then he has to do the same thing. So a lot of people always ask me, how do you broach the question of, you know, and then that was some other ratchet news that came out, and I don't even want to say it because I'm hoping it's not true, is that Soldier Boy was diagnosed with HIV and all this other stuff. It wasn't from credible news sources, but can you imagine if he was? You've affected, like, you know, I think I think the tree is like 10 people. For every one person that you deal with, you've affected 10 other people. So kind of want to, you know, put that out there and make sure that while we're doing spring cleaning in our homes and I start a renovation on my mom's home, I'm uber proud of the fact that, you know, I was able to hire a contractor and able to, you know, put things together and colors together and, you know, materials together and textiles together to say this is how I want the room to look. And now I'm just left with having to pay for all the shit because this little boy that I live with, who is my child, is very particular about how he wants his little sanctuary to look. And your home should always be your sanctuary. But in closing, because it is Steak and BJ Day, I wanted to keep the show short and light. Not that I'm going to be getting any steak or I'm going to be giving any BJ, but I do have some surprises for you guys next week. Well, tomorrow I'll be on Tell the Truth Tuesday. I'm going to try to get Raul Parker on here. He is the owner of Dirty Bird Buffalo. So if you hashtag Dirty Bird Buffalo, he's the guy that does the chicken and waffle truck that's usually outside Third Street, the tap room, a couple of those um, clubs late night. And he's also a police officer, but I knew Raul because he used to have a nice booty when he worked at the casino as a um, as a bartender. So that's the Raul I know. But as of right now, I'm going to cut to one of my favorite Monica songs that I was listening to today. I'm going to slip out this ace of spades, and I'm going to let y'all ride out to this. And then we'll be back on tomorrow for Tell the Truth Tuesday. You never know what the fuck I might say. So good for me, Mr. Good Stuff, Mrs. Good Stuffin', Good Lovin', watch me pull up till I pull something on a full stomach, take her out to eat like I'm hungry, if you're hungry, tapping it off, then dropping it off, then tapping it off, with a want on a jar and a smack on the ass, and a call me tomorrow, and a walk to the door, and a honk and a horn, got Monica on my playlist, and she on my bay list, but since I got a situation, I use imagination, alright, baby, 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 the one I'm paying me from my baby Like I can give my heart and all my time Gotta keep my love and all your mind Oh, you got me going So far and deep I can't control it We're meant to be together through the times Cause you're just right for me You always trying to keep me happy. So 
Make sure y'all tune in tomorrow for Tell the Truth Tuesday and happy birthday to Tony Blackman. Thank you.